Hello, welcome to Women of Substance. I'm glad that you've tuned in today to hear my very special guest, Tony Gatlin. We call her Mama T, and uh, she's from Portland, Oregon. Just such a delight. She loves God. You can tell. Uh, you know, some people say Jesus all over her, and she, and it's true, <laughs> Jesus all over her. Um, I believe she shares some really important insights today. And I know that you will be especially blessed. She's an author. She's written four books and plus some companion books with those. Um, she's ministered for years and, uh, you know, even been an associate minister. And then um, just from what she said today, ministering everywhere she goes, she goes to the store. She allows the Lord to use her to talk to whoever he needs to uh, be that messenger of Christ to them. And uh, I think we should let that also sink into us that we are ambassadors of Christ and where we go, he goes and we should be available to minister to people. Uh, There's such a, um, you know, such a need for God right now in in the world always has been, but now, especially we see so many people that need Jesus. They're hopeless and desperate I love the spirit of God on her and the way she surrendered to the Lord. So uh, let this impact your life. And I know that uh, you'll be blessed as you listen. Well, welcome today to Women of Substance. I'm glad that you're here. And I have a very special guest all the way from Portland, Oregon. And this is Tony Gatlin. Um, she wants us to refer to her as Mama T, and I love that. You know, we're a family, aren't we? Mm-hmm. The family mm-hmm. of God, and it's so nice to uh, refer to each other, I believe, in those terms. Mm-hmm. Um, we're brothers and sisters. We have, uh, you know, uh, fathers in the faith and mothers mm-hmm. in the faith. Isn't it beautiful? Yeah, a yes. whole family. And so I'm so glad that you're with us. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, sweetie. Thank you very much. And so uh, there's so much that you can share. I guess maybe we should start from the beginning. And uh, you've you've shared a a little bit about your testimony. But I'd like the hearers to to know uh, about the beginning of your life in Christ. Okay. Well, my life in Christ... um, began, I would say, when I first saw a person that showed the example of Christ and Jesus uh, would be back in probably 19, oh, maybe 19 in the late 70s, 1978, right around there, mm-hmm. uh, from a dear, dear friend that lives in Spokane, and we used to work together, and uh, boy, she would get, I didn't know the word then, but persecuted, but mm-hmm. she still smiled. <laughs> Oh, and and I was I was not a believer. I I was a smoker and I actually sat with her and blew smoke in her face. But she didn't care. She just blew it out the way. And (laughs) I I just started asking questions like, you know, how could you this and that? And she just told me about Jesus. And so that's when I really got a good glimpse of what and who Jesus was. But it wasn't until later that I really committed my life to him. Isn't that something that she was so impactful? Yes, yes, yes. I think that that's so important nowadays that. that we realize in in our lives that we can be impactful to others right where we are, right where we work or, uh, you know, wherever we are. And also I love the fact that she was so accepting of you where you were because, um, you know, people can be 
critical or judgmental mm-hmm. or saying, you know, you shouldn't do this, shouldn't mm-hmm. do that. And really the love of God is what draws people. Exactly. That something? That's it. That's it. So then later on, tell us what happened. Well, then later on, I uh, married a non-believer that she told me not to. That she didn't. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I can change them, you know, or whatever. And uh, that doesn't work. Nope. <laughs> uh, and so, but out of that nine years of uh, pretty uh, messed up marriage, I did glean a lot of experience, but four beautiful kids. Oh, wow. And, yeah. So I have four beautiful kids and they're adults now. Well, one's passed away by suicide, but uh, mm-hmm. I still have four beautiful kids. And then I went, uh, and then I was on my own a little bit for seven years as a divorcee with four kids trying to just mm-hmm. make it. And it was in then is when I turned to the Lord. It was during that hard time of uh, a lot of things was going on, just trying to survive. <laughs> yeah. Four kids. And mm-hmm. um, then I, I met the Lord. Uh, I started the martial arts, taking karate and it seemed like it just went down, down, down. And then one day, hallelujah, 1984, I came up and uh, I cried out to the Lord. And the things that Michael had told me way back when started kind of surfacing. And that's when, so I kind of say my really turnaround and commitment was in, in 84. And uh, that's when my life really began. I thought I had it going on crazy back then, but it got even crazier once I got born again. But <laughs> I had the power of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Amen. That's the truth. Thank God. Yeah, so in 84, that's when I really, you know, committed myself to the Lord. Now you okay. have a book about your life, about your experience. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, The Dark Side of Karate. Well, all of them are really, they're just progressive, really. But The Dark Side of Karate is written by Linda Nathan, bless her heart. And so... um but I had to give her the information. So that kind of has the little timeline of kind of what I'm talking about right now. Yeah. And uh, because the karate, the martial arts, I was really, that was like my God. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's, that was my salvation at that time. And um, so I was very angry <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and I was very fearful. And uh, so the problem couldn't be me. It had to be everybody else. Right. right. So I had to learn to put this armor on to defend mm-hmm. myself. and. Uh, and then it gave me the prestige and the money and all this stuff. But again, as I say now, I kept going south. That's Deuteronomy 2, 3, by the way, instead, <laughs> of, instead of going north. And um, that's when I met the Lord. But um, he introduced me, the Lord, hallelujah, to uh, a beautiful man, which was my second husband for 36 years, Walter, who passed. Uh, and through that, I met um, Ephesians 6, the armor of God. Oh, yeah. And that's when God began to strip me. He began to exchange that armor because every piece that's in the martial arts, the belt, the breastplate, the shoes, the, the shield, the faith, yeah. the covenant salvation, the sword, all that. We had all that. We used all yeah. that in contact battles and all that. Well, the Lord just showed me Ephesians 6 and I was like blown away. I didn't even yeah. know there was an armor. And um, but the Lord, he's so sweet. He took me from Ephesians 6, 5, 4, 3, 2 and 1. Wow. So the whole book of Ephesians was like, what? I couldn't believe this was happening. It was here, but it was. And ever since then, whew, I love the armor of God. I love the blessings. Yeah. Of, I love the Lord. I love redemption. I love it all. So now I put the real armor on now. That's so awesome. who the real enemy is. And well, sure. Satan, we have that indwelling sin. He's got an ally, a sneaky ally. But uh, once we understand who we are, 
in our position. Yeah. Better go and read the hand, do something. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> now you were a black belt, right? Yeah, I, I was a black belt going for my first degree. But I guess God, I don't know what he said. He said, okay, she's got enough. Let's get her get on the <laughs> right track here. So uh, I ended up putting on the white belt of humility and humbled myself. Oh. And uh, but yeah, because all that was, all it was, was just the worldly glitz and glamour, mm-hmm. you know, to get focused on me. I mean, it just was. Yeah. And unfortunately, I sacrificed my kids, my parental motherhood for my kids. That's one reason why I like being called Mama T, because I feel like with the Lord, when he gave me that, that permission to have that name a while back, it's like he says, you get a second chance of being that mother that you oh. weren't. And to be that mother that other people don't have, and to be the mother that you never had. Oh, how nice! I go, wow. Yeah. So I really like that. And all three of my kids, they love me, they respect me, uh, they, they forgive me, uh, and I know they have every human right not to, but they do. Praise and, God. And so I, and so, and I have a lot of other kids that are even older than I am, but I, I like that because then I can act like a mama, a good mama, a godly mama. <laughs> Listen to the mother here. (laughs) That's great. So the armor of God, spiritual warfare now, which is really, we don't war against flesh and blood, right? (laughs) Nope. Oh, my. That's such a wonderful testimony. I love when God wins in lives. (laughs) Yes. yes. And we get on the victory side of the cross. Praise God. Amen. Amen. That's awesome. So from then now, were you and your husband, y'all, I know you've been in, in ministry in one sort or another. I know you were an associate minister for a time. I know mm-hmm. that um, even now, you know, that you do amazing things in ministry, but you also have written several other books. Can you tell us about those? Well, yes. Um, the Dark Side of Karate was first. And then <clears throat> after our son uh, committed suicide, uh, the Lord allowed me to write. Uh, a little booklet called Thinking Thankful Thoughts. Mm. Uh, that was a real healing point for me to, to not just focus on the negative. Yeah, as it was, but be thankful. So I had to learn how to what really being thankful meant, really. And sure. so I learned to be thankful for the times and the hours and the days that I did have with my son. But it didn't just stop there. I was thankful that I was still alive. Yeah. I was thankful that I still, you know, it just grew. So I wrote this booklet called uh, Thinking Thankful Thoughts. And that's been like almost 16, 17 years ago. Mm. And we're still using it today, to this right. day. And so there's just little bullet points with scriptures that go with it right. uh, that we struggle with. So I, I wrote that. And then um, <clears throat> before that, though, my husband and I, we, we were married. And then um, just like anywhere we went, even when I was in the martial arts, I always was gravitated towards people. I like people. And uh, even the cranky, crazy ones, because I know the answer. <laughs> I know the answer, and you can choose. Uh, you know, and I feel really sorry for them because I can relate to where I was. You know, and and again, I just thank God for Michael, the lady that showed me Jesus way back when. But um, yeah, so my husband and I, we were just always people minded. That's just the way the Lord wired us. So our home always became a ministry. Uh, our kids, uh, after Joe uh, had passed, or prior to that. They got caught up in the Crips and the Bloods gang ministry. So our mm-hmm. house turned into a, a ministry home where we had the Crips and the Bloods. Wow. 15 to 20 kids. We called it the Believer's Armor. Uh, I didn't know anything but Jesus and the armor. 
but I knew that what they were doing out there, that's, that isn't good. So we opened up a home, my husband and I, we had just gotten married. We'd gone through marriage counseling and, and all that, but we just got married and it's like, God says, okay, here's some more kids. And we're like, Whoa, we were just going to get our own, you know? So, but that was a three year journey. Uh, and the Lord just opened up many doors for great helpers to come in from YWAM and just from different places. And so for three years, we taught them the armor and, and, uh, and to this day, they're all grown now, but when they see us, they still, they always call me Miss Gatlin. So oh. they always remember those times because that was, they didn't have a home. Mm. You know, they were out there trying to make their own home, getting arrested, shooting, killing people. So mm. here had a place to come. And so God just turned our home into a ministry home. Praise and, and that's where it's always been everywhere, wherever we've gone. So mm-hmm. that's just something that we, I do it even here where I'm at now, uh, yeah. where now. So it's just, and I love it because that's what Jesus does. Well, sure. Exactly. Yeah. Um, going back to um, the suicide of your son, yes. I know that um, now, you know, in research is showing that it's so prevalent now. We had Ooh. a friend of ours, uh, son, um, uh, commit suicide last Sunday, last oh. Sunday night. So it's touched our lives even this week. And um, I think that it's so important to have what you're describing a book to even, I don't, you know, I I wouldn't even know what to recommend right now, but that's such a, an interesting book that you have Mm, um, um, to, you know, to give and to, you know, minister to people mm -hmm. who are so badly. I'm sure. I mean, I can't even, I can't even imagine, but uh, you can relate Mm -hmm, to the mothers mm -hmm. and the fathers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so um, that's such a wonderful tool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the thing is, is just like where I was, uh, it's that. And again, I feel like I'm going against the current. I'm going upstream. I'm going north. I'm not going south. I'm not stuck anymore. Yeah. I haven't, uh, like Andrew Wilmick says, you know, I haven't arrived, but we've left. Yeah. You know, and um, and back then I was still kind of stuck in religion, denominations or, you know, just going to church and still trying to you know, looking, being intimidated by people that had these titles or whatever, you know, right, and yeah. say something and it didn't sound right to them, then I would cower down basically. And that's because I didn't have a grip on who I was in Christ. Yeah. And, uh, and so um, I think if leaders, especially leaders, I learned this from K. Arthur, had a good leaders, good teachers. K. Arthur says, others may, but you may not. And she always uses Deborah, you know, when the leaders lead, the people follow. When I learned uh, how to be who I was supposed to be, then I don't know how God does it, but he gives you the confidence to go against the current. Yeah. Yeah. In love, in love, truth in love, but you don't just settle. You don't just settle. And I think back then with my own son, I didn't even know what depression looked like. I, I didn't know what anger looked like unless it was really full blown. I didn't know what fear looked like. I didn't, when I'd hear people talk, I just kind of, I did kind of what I hear a lot of people doing today. I just talked about the problem and maybe we'll try to do it and fix it and all that. But now I know there's absolutely nothing within us human beings that has the capability to overcome Satan and sin. Nothing. Right. That's, Jesus, that's why the word says that our righteousness are like filthy rags to the Lord. If we know what that means, I won't get graphic, but you know, it's stinky. And yeah. so that's why we had to be born again. Right. And once we learn how to be walking that, and live in that and rejoice in that and praise the Lord for that and humble to that. Then the power kicks in. Yeah. The Holy Spirit resurrection power kicks in. And it yeah. can kick in in the quietness of your home. 
It can mm-hmm. kick in where James says, be slow to speak, slow to hear, slow to get angry. You don't have to be jumping over the pews, speaking in tongues, giving out, you know, all, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, it's, it starts in the heart by you, with you and the Lord. Then when you go out amongst the wolves, and they can be in church too, yeah. you'll know, you'll know, and you'll do it in love. So I think if I'd had that kind of teaching, because mm-hmm. the word was there even back in 2016. So yeah. I'm not excuse anybody's, but I think what's happened, the enemy attacks the lead. If you can get that head going, all messed up. If you can get that head messed up and get the leaders messed up, then if the people aren't being encouraged to study, like that's what I love about Kay Arthur, because she teaches me, and I've learned how to do inductive study, how to study and discover God for myself. Praise God. So many tools in inductive study we can do, and I use those all the time, and I'm watching the students that I get the privilege to teach. They're like, they're multiplying because they're digging and finding out what God said for them and not just being spoon-fed. Yeah. So. Um, had I learned that back then, uh, I think I could have helped redirect my son's thinking. I could have redirected his, I could, I, I wouldn't have just pat him on the back and yeah, mm-hmm. poor thing and, and not really realize, do you realize what he's getting ready to do? I mean, cause God showed me signs when I look back, but mm-hmm. I didn't know what they were. I didn't know what they were. I believe that I could have been uh, used as an, as an intervention for him. But again, and, you know, we all have our own individual choices that we have to make, but mm-hmm. we are, as believers, responsible to study the word and yeah. to show yourself approved, to be able to rightly divide the word of God and to be able to discern Hebrews 5.14 between what is good and what is evil. Oh, so yeah. um, it's just, um, you know, I feel that that so that's kind of Joe's death has been a real springboard for me to cause I don't just see it as physical suicide. It starts in the heart. It starts between our ears. Mm-hmm. If we can catch it in here before it's activated out there. I think we can save a lot of lives, not just in suicidal, because there's five different areas of death. And but we can stop this 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 mentality of death that the enemy brings in, because the enemy is not wiser than God. Right. Sin has been defeated. Satan's yeah. been defeated, and we have the imputed righteousness of God yeah. and the wisdom of God, everything of God. To speak forth, but if, if believers and leaders, particularly, aren't studying yeah. for themselves and and got caught up in this, this is the way we go to church every Sunday morning. Yeah, you got to, you know, I'm I'm done with that. Yeah, I love the church because I know what it is. It's the ecclesias, but I don't like the uh, politics and the institution of religion. And right. even Paul didn't. He wrote th- four chapters in, in Colossians. Yeah, chapter two and three. Nothing but Christ. No philosophy. Nothing but Christ, no religion, and nothing but Christ, no carnality. Yeah. If you don't know God's word, you're not going to know his will. Yeah, that's right. And it is so important to be studious. And the Bible tells us, doesn't it, to study, to show yourself approved unto God. And and study is, uh, you know, involves a lot. It's It's not just reading. It's really thinking about it, meditating on it, discussing it with others, like you said. And, uh, you know, there's a lot involved there. And I think that's a beautiful thing to keep ourselves strong in faith with that type of uh, Mm -hmm. giving attendance to his word. Mm -hmm. And it it is neglected nowadays. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, we we fill our lives sometimes with so many busy things that we think (laughs) are are Mm -hmm. so important and forget the the one priority that touches every area of our life and really brings victory. Exactly. And I think too, also too, um, I teach my students to put everything in the, 
before we say the we and the they and the them to put it in the I. Because mm, somehow when you do that, it's just like the fingers pointing at you first. Oops, yeah. kind of thing. So you think a little bit uh, before you're, you're quick to, to, in a nice way, judge everybody. But yeah. the, thing, uh, the thing that I really think, well, I'm kind of getting ahead, but the, the two people that the Lord really used to help me uh, from a distance was Andrew Womack, when he taught me that I already had everything I needed. Mm-hmm. And God used Andrew Womack to help me to pray correctly. Really. Praise God. I know. It's like, wow. And then he used Dr. Caroline Leaf. I don't know if you know who she is. Yes. I've been trying to get her on our show and stuff, but I've been blessed to quote some of her stuff in my books. But the Lord used her to help me to see that my soul, where I think, feel, and choose, is separate from my brain and my body, but they're inseparable. Mm-hmm. But my brain isn't just me. My brain's a part of me. But what really is me is my spirit and my soul. Yeah. And we saw the difference between the invisible and the visible. So that blew me away that I could actually change my DNA. Now, I thought she was talking about sex wise. It shows you how deep I was. But then when I learned, oh, and I study, study. So I went on a program and uh, she's got a 21 day program, went on that. It's supposed to be for one year, but I went around four years. <laughs> Praise God. Lord, man, am I that messed up? They go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I, those two people and a, lot, a couple others, I got two or three others from a distance that are really, been, I've been blessed to have them as teachers, uh, has really taught me how to manage, guard my mind for yeah. out of comes the issues of life. Right. So I, I have much more, I'm much more organized. Uh, I had to go through some things. I had to learn to sink and swim through some hard things, but at least I still had the choice. You know, I had the choice and I said, well, Jesus never sunk. He walked right. on water and I'm tethered to him and he's tethered to me. That's what his word says. So let's swim. Even yeah. when I didn't want to swim, I went on and swim. Right. So now I'm kind of like, I don't know, I'm still swimming, but it's the, the currents. I see them coming before they try to get me. Yeah. And then I have a posse of strong people that I've trained that I can kick it with. So if I'm not sure, I call them body buddies. Uh, so we, we keep a, a close knit um we're in this war together. So it's uh, there's more victory than defeat, just put it that way. That's wonderful. Wonderful. Now, do you have students right now that you're working with? Yeah. And I, in uh, what, what way do you do that? Do you do that in person or online? Well, whatever works best for them. I have a Zoom class. We're just finishing a 17-week Zoom class in the garden, Two Trees, One Choice, which is, a, I told them, I says, it's a miracle. Not that you're all here, still here, but that I'm still here. You know, and uh, so I do it that way. I do one-on-one. I do counseling with married couples. You know, however, you know, hallways, wherever I go, wherever my feet go, my home right here, it's my ministry. The ministry just means I serve. So as I, I do it at the stores. I did it last night, went to the store. And I always stay, I say I stay strapped up. I got all my, I got my light pens. Is this light pen working? I got my light pens with me. Can you see it? So Jesus yeah. is the light. There it is somewhere, wherever the camera is. Anyway, Jesus <laughs> is the light. There we go. There it is. There you go. I got Jesus is the light with the words on there. I have my bookmarkers. I now know wherever I go, I'm going there to witness to somebody or do something. Yeah. Then I get my clothes. Then I get my shopping. Then I get, so I, oh, I'm, at, I'm at that level now where I realize, oh, I get it. It's not about me first, right? There you go. And sure enough, I'll get all the cards. I wonder what God's going to do today. Sure enough, there I meet somebody and I'm ready. And I listen to whatever harvest is going to start off. But I always get to plant a seed. So 
It's everywhere I go. That's great. Now, tell us a little bit about that book that you're teaching of, about the choice. Yeah. Two trees, one choice. Wow. Uh, well, can I go back to the uh, to the uh, four P's? The, do you see what I see? Of course. Yes. Okay. Just really quick. Uh, after Joe and getting married, and uh, then I contracted uh, this disease called Bell Palsy. Are you familiar with that? I've heard of that, yeah. You can type in and look at it. It's not pretty, not very pretty. I still have a little bit of remains of it, but uh, it's a paralysis of one side of your face. It just drops. Well, before that happened, uh, I, I was loving the Lord and all that, but I still didn't have a deeper revelation about who I was in Christ. Well, one day, make a long story short, my face just dropped. And I won't mm. tell you how that happened, but anyway, it just dropped. Now you have to understand pastor i thought i was all that looking pretty and stuff okay beyonce didn't have nothing on me all right and all of a sudden bell palsy comes in like what Mm. (laughs) and then you go to the doctors they go oh you'll probably have it about a year and a half what what do you do take all these pills and all oh my gosh i mean it was terrible Mm. and i had to wear a patch and all that stuff and but it was in that time, and it lasted maybe about for me about six months. Like I said, it's not completely gone. It was way better than what it was. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. But um, uh, but um, the Lord, I looked in the mirror one day, and I just said, Lord, I said, What the heck is going on? Who am I? I asked that question. Mm-hmm. It's like I heard the Lord, you know, not like an audible way, but just in my spirit, where He said, I- I'm glad you asked. That verse that you know, if anyone is in Christ Jesus, they're a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. I got a revelation like, wow. I knew that verse. I love that verse from the beginning and blah, blah, blah. But And and he says, what you're looking at in the mirror is not you. Praise God. It's just a body. It's just a shell. Mm. It's really you's inside. And all I see, I was teaching um, uh, water aerobics that particular season. And the people at the pool, they go, oh, poor Tony and this and that. And I never liked anybody. I feel sorry for me, all that, whatever. I, you know, they, they loved me the best way they could. But um, I came to that class that day after that revelation. I was like, felt like I was born again. You know, when I came in, I'm like, guess what? I'm telling Second Corinthians 5.17. You know, like, oh, Kodoki, what's happening? I could, I could tell. It. <laughs> but I was so excited that I had this revelation. I realized, that's right. This isn't me. Yeah. So I stopped trying to hide my face with my hair and I stopped this and that. And I just, so that was the beginning of, do you see what I see? Oh, wonderful. And that's when the Lord says, you need to know your position in Christ. Yeah. And then I thought, okay. And so you begin to show me the difference between theology uh-huh. and the practicality. Yeah. So the first two P's, that's what happened to you when you got born again. When you got born again, Tony, back in 1984 or Got a little preview with Michael, but this is what happened to you in 84. You got born again. So all those big theological words, he helped me to put them in the book. He just broke them down. This is who you are. Now, this outer part, your performance and what you're seeing, in order for you to perform from there, not for it, but from there, right. that's when you see my presence. So that's when he began to give me those four Ps. And so okay. I began to write that. And um so I'm stuck with helping people, believers, to understand who they are in Christ. Oh, how wonderful. So I teach them, we don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. Yes. Big yes. difference in word yes, terms. Yes. So, uh, so that's how that book came about. And then from that, that's when I met Dr. Caroline Leaf about 
the brain and the mind connection or the soul connection. And uh, that was, and that's when the Lord showed me about the two trees and the way I discovered that. I don't know what I was doing, doing something. And the Lord just revealed to me, there isn't a whole bunch of choices. There's only one choice. And, you know, I thought, how can, you know, he goes, well, think about it. You have one will. From that one will comes a whole bunch of choices. One at a time. Very quantumly fast. Mm -hmm. But it's only one choice because you only have one will. You don't have two wills. I'm trying to get you to get my will so we can become one will. So that's kind of when he showed me that. I thought, well, what about the choices? He goes, there's not a lot of choices. There's only two. Yeah. In the beginning. Don't eat from this tree. Option. Option. Alternative. Not Mm -hmm. choice. Option. And then eat from this tree. Right. And that's where Jesus is at. That's it. Yeah. Now, from that, there's a lot of flavors to that. And that's where people get mixed up because that's what sin does. When you believe Satan and you, and you, and you believe his lie, mm-hmm. it brings death. And death is separation. And there's five different areas. I call them speed. But five different areas that sin, and I'm sure there's more, but that sin will separate you from what God's will is telling you to do. Yeah. Went, oh, my gosh. So then that's why I came up with the word two trees or the, the, the two trees, one choice. Yeah. So I've been helping people to really grab a hold of their will yeah, and will it to the Lord, bind it to the Lord. Yeah. The Lord will be done. His will be done on earth, in your earthly body, as it is in heaven. So yeah. I teach them how to pray the kingdom prayers. Praise God. We're dual citizens. We have a dual citizenship. Yeah. First in heaven is down here. How to pray those prayers. Use your key. What's your key? Who you are in Christ. All yeah. his word. That's the key to the kingdom. Yeah. So if we're going to talk about, just like there's, I think it's Bill Bright, one of those guys said that there's four spiritual laws, just like there's physical laws that govern the physical world. Mm-hmm. Well, so there's spiritual laws that govern the spiritual world. Right. One of them, you got to know who you are, believer, law yeah. number one, and yeah. understand that. And somehow it takes you to the cross. Sure. It just takes you to Jesus. And when you take communion, it becomes more real. It's yeah. just like you really realize Romans 6 and 7 and 8 become alive like, I been I died. He died for me. Yeah. All that stuff that I used to like try to hold on to and get mad at, I don't have to do that anymore. He forgave me. Yeah. And now I have the power to hold my head up my shoulders back. Not in a puffed up way, because you gotta remember, I love that Jeremiah 9 23. Don't boast about your wisdom, don't boast about your strength, don't boast about your might, but boast in this that you know and understand me. This is God talking. Sure. Now, I'm the one that exercises loving kindness and justice. And righteousness throughout the earth. In these things, I delight. Right. Quoted that to the Corinthians that were very, very, very carnal mm-hmm. in First Corinthians chapter 1, 30 and 31. He goes, It is written, if you want to boast in something, you want to talk about something, you want to make something bigger, like Psalm 34 says, magnify the Lord, what he's yes. doing to you. And it also says in Philemon, Paul told uh, Onesimus, listen, I'm praying that the that the sharing of your faith might become effective by acknowledging every good thing that's in you in Christ Jesus. He's telling that to Philemon to not treat Onesimus like a slave because he's a brother now. Yeah. He's a brother now. Right. So I'm tr- I, I want to magnify Lord. Yeah. Uh, his his ministry is my my ministry. Uh, I'm in his kingdom and I want to and I see a lot of people that hurts my heart. It really does to hear their stories. I just I we I try to hold back the tears because these are real, real people that are hurting. They're yeah. being used and abused by the enemy and sin and they don't know. And uh, like Joe, people want to commit, you know, life can't get you to where you want to like check out. 
you know, but they don't have to check out. And I feel so sorry for people like that. So if I can help somebody, yeah, you know, just just not just one, but if I can just help many people realize Jesus, Jesus is real. God is real. He's your creator. And yeah. he created us in his image. Right. You know, so we're not, you know, so I get to take off these labels and I get to, you know, you know, don't, you know, it's just, I just thank God that I'm alive, that I can even be even on this platform pastor that 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 you have me on to, to share the good news because yeah. that's good that's good news. It is good news. Good news. It really is. And I think that um something you said a while ago uh, about your life really before Christ and after Christ, you know, you still had hardships. You still had things come against you, you know, sometimes like, you know, we, we even have it harder after (laughs) we enter into ministry or et cetera, but we do have the power of the Holy ghost. And that right there is the whole game changer, isn't it? It's this desperation that people feel that they have to end their own life because there, there's no other answer. That kind of desperation mm-hmm. uh, swallowed up in Christ and in the power of the Holy spirit mm-hmm. to help you through whatever mm-hmm. you're going through. Exactly. Even if it's your own fault, even right. if you've gotten yourself into the, um, the mess yeah, you know, that true. God forgives and loves. And there's mm-hmm. an opportunity that he will afford to you through the precious blood of Jesus for complete cleansing and, and a way out, a way of escape, right? Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, too, you're making me think of Romans 7 again. Most believers don't know Romans 7 or 6, 7, and 8. I call it the Roman sandwich. Uh, but it's like there's that sovereignty of God, our position and power. That's mm-hmm. on God by grace, but we're saved. Not a, we, there's nothing we could have done. Right. Like, but then there's the responsibility of us, of me. Yeah. I've got to be responsible to renew my mind. I've yeah. got to be responsible. And so Paul opens up in Romans 7. Now, this is the great apostle Paul. After he talked about, I mean, he wrote the book Romans through the power of the Lord. But he says, I still have this struggle, this inward sin. You know, he says it's still there, but he doesn't stay there. Yeah. He doesn't stay there. He's just saying, oh, I struggle. I'm not, you know, this super duper uh, Christian. I struggle, but I know now, thanks be to God through Christ Jesus. Yeah. My Savior. So he writes this big, long thing in, in Romans 8 says those that think according to the spirit, you're going to walk according to the spirit. If you choose to think according to flesh, you know, you're going to walk with, with the flesh. And it's, it's almost like, it's like grace and, and works are mutually exclusive. It's like, it's like hatred and love are mutually exclusive. The two trees are mutually, mutually exclusive. Yeah. Hot and cold is, you know, but you can get the lukewarm stuff, but then that's double-mindedness. You're still stuck. You're still trying to go south, stuck. And right. north and south are mutually exclusive. So you can't serve two masters and think you're going to see the fruits of the spirit. But when people think that and are doing that and they don't get that, then that's when they get fleshly and get yeah. burnt out. And, and this, that the reason they're burnt out, because they're not taking responsibility yeah. because there's no burnout in Christ. Yeah, that's right. We'll, we'll teach you how to slow your roll. James, the whole five chapters of James. Yeah. James is saying, be slow to hear. Hear what? Hear what God says about the situation. Slow to speak. Speak what? He don't need to hear no more about you. What you want to say? Don't zip it up. (laughs) And slow to be angry or fleshly. Yeah. Which is just being fleshly. So when you really read James, then he he helps us to stop being, as he's saying, double minded or being stuck, going south. So lead. We have no. It says in Romans, we have no excuse and no escape. 
Jesus did it all. He paid it all. And all we got to do is take our time, slow our roll. Yeah. And say, you know, that old saying, it's me, oh Lord, me, oh Lord, that stands in the need of prayer. And and just, you know, uh, just be thankful and help somebody and take care, like the, the two the trees, take care of your garden. And, right. and and the Lord did a beautiful story with this for us, parable with the seed, the sower sows the seed. Yeah. You know, the seed is the word and the sower is us. And the soil is our thinking. So mm-hmm. he shows there's three types of soil there. And the fourth one is where you want to be at. But if you don't choose to do that, God's not going to do it. He already did it. Yeah. So get people to stop begging for something that God has already done. Right. Exactly. And, and ask him to help you, me, Lord, forgive me, Lord, or whatever you need to say, to get caught up with you. Yeah. Then we're going to start seeing some things happening. Yes, Absolutely. Pastor, if I could just say this one thing about my book, I just want readers to understand that in my book, Two Trees, One Choice, the Lord showed me where fear came from and where anger, only two emotions that came from one liar. Mm. And in Genesis chapter three, verse eight through 10, that's where fear is first mentioned. That's called, theologians call the law of first mention. And when you see a law of first mention, it's very important because that means it's going to go all the way through. And right. then, and in, in next door in Genesis 4 with Cain, you see the first word mentioned or emotion mentioned anger. Wow. In, in Genesis 4, uh, what is it? Something like you know, 5, 6, 7, 8, right in there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the Lord already said, he already said that our words, just like God, when he speaks, they spread. And, and Timothy said, Paul says, they spread like gangrene, like cancer, mm-hmm. you know, life or death. So you got to be careful what you're thinking before you even say it. But here's the thing. When, this is how easy it is. And Genesis has always been there. And I told the Lord, I said, wow. When you go there, and I pray that believers that might be angry, like my son was angry, obviously. He didn't like himself and, and fearful. All you got to do by faith is go back and read it. You're taking a step of faith. Because if, if you believe, Jesus said, if you believe, you'll see it. The glory right. of the Lord. That's what he told Mary and Martha. You want to see something come alive? Just believe and you'll see Mm-hmm. So if you just believe, go to Genesis chapter three. If you have an issue with fear and maybe you're just anxious all the time, you can't sleep and you're worried about tomorrow and yesterday, just, just kind of fearful. Read that, read Genesis chapter three, eight to 10, and then talk to God, talk to God, talk to God. I don't know how he'll do it, but he'll give you revelation and get you free. Now yeah. it might, it might, depending on you and the situation might take longer than others. It doesn't matter. The point is you're uprooting. Hebrews yeah. 12, 15, that root of bitterness and anger and fear. Yeah. And then if it's with anger, go to Genesis 4. God had a conversation with both Adam and Eve, mm-hmm. asking them, what, what's going on here? Cain, why are you so angry? Why has your continence fallen? See, anger brings depression. Yeah. That's what that continence means. And he says, if you do right, in other words, if you do what I, to- I told you, what I'm thinking, what you should do, mm-hmm. it will go well with you. But sure. if you choose to go south, yeah. sin is knocking at your door and it will devour you like a roaring lion. So mm-hmm. when you take those two back, it goes right back to Satan. So yeah. you got you have two enemies, Satan. And when he speaks, he speaks lies, sin. Mm-hmm. Sin is lawlessness against God's law. First John yeah. chapter three, verse yeah. eight, verse four. It's lawlessness against what God says. And you'll fall short of the glory of God. And so I just wanted to say that because that's yeah. what most people are involved. That's why we have all these wars, confusion, mm-hmm. is because sin, fear, and anger has, I mean, racism, what you, 
put a name on it, whatever you want. It all comes from step sin separates. Right. It separates and it comes yeah. from Satan. It comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So we can't just beat up on Satan. Right. We gotta take responsibility for us because in Romans 7, we still had that leftover residue of fear and anger. Mm-hmm. You know, even when I was coming on the show, I was praying. I said, Lord, and I said, why do I feel like I'm nervous? I mean, you know, I said, the subject's easy. It's about me. And, 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 <laughs> and, and what else? Uh, you know, something else. I said, she's going to ask about the books. But I felt a little bit nervous. And Lord said, because you're still human. And also, yep. too, because I wanted to do, like, I got the verse right in front of me, Proverbs 3, uh, 5, trust the Lord with all your heart and lean on your own. I wanted to say what God said. So you st- we're still human. Sure. feel that. But I think the more, like, in Genesis 1, 26, 27, 8, 28, it says that when God created us, he wanted us to have dominion. Yeah. Control. So we're supposed to let the spirit of God in us, let Christ work through us. That's supposed to dominate more than fear and anger. Now, yeah. in my book, I also make a difference. There's a healthy fear and a healthy anger. Sure. But, but that's not what I'm seeing. Right. <laughs> in the toxic fear and the demonic fear, which is James 3, 16. He actually says demonic. Yeah. So everything comes from the enemy's lies, sin. But guess what? They've been defeated. Amen. That's right. They've been defeated. That's what he did yeah. at the cross for us. Yes, that's right. That's so, exactly. yeah, I, I will pray. I just wanted to say that because that's so yeah. important. It was such oh, a it important for me when I saw that. So now when I feel like this morning kind of anxious, I go, wow, why am I, you know, I could feel mm-hmm. it. You know, you want to do a good job as my hero came on. Yeah. That kind of stuff, you know. And, um, but the Lord told me, because you're still human. I mean, you're right. And I love it that you said, hey, this is like family. You know, we're going to do this, you know, whatever. I thought, wow, that just, it did. But you didn't know that, but it just brought whatever anxiety I had when you got opened up like that. It just brought it down. And more, right. I hope, more the Lord is speaking to me now than fear. So, well, you know, there might be people listening today that are in these situations that we've described. And um, if you don't mind, before we go praying, uh, for them and um, just be led of the spirit here as you pray. Praise God. We don't know who all's listening, but God knows. God so knows. He knows yeah. what we need. Amen. But, but yeah, I will pray. I'd be honored to do that, sweetie. Okay. 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 Wow. Mm. Wow. Father, I just thank you uh, for a new friend in my life. Praise the Lord. Yes. Thank Sister you, Lord. Scarlett. Thank you, Lord. I love people and I love meeting people that are that love you. I love everybody, but it's just nice to have sisters and another sister in my family. Thank you for Shannon to bless her heart. Mm. So, Father, we do lift up those that are still struggling and, and sin is controlling them. And they don't know why and they want out. And, and maybe some of them don't or they just, Lord, you know their hearts. But, Lord, you want them out. That's what you want. You want them set free. And that's why you sent your son. And like Jesus said, you got to be born again. And Nicodemus, yeah. the Lord, I just pray that salvation would just flow through this, the airways right now. Yes. When, when they hear us talking and, and they'll be able to relate to this and that. And Lord, that you'll just take these seeds and scatter them. Just scatter them like you do, Lord. We just scatter your seeds, Lord. Seeds yeah. of love and rest, restoration and, and renewal, Lord, because time is winding down. You're coming back. And, like you yes. said, what does it do to gain the whole world and lose your soul? So, Lord, you don't you you desire for no one to die and, and and live without you for all eternity. That's why you came, and we just love that kind of love. So we just share this and uh, to yes. anybody that's listening, Lord. And I pray for Pastor Scarlett to bless her heart, Lord. Whatever 
her and her husband are involved in, Lord, I don't know, but you know, just allow them to just, just have a harmony, a harmonious relationship, Lord, together, even that much more mm-hmm. as they do their podcast and do their ministry. Just allow them, Father God, just to go to another level as mm-hmm. they bow their knees before you, Lord Jesus, and, and hear what the Lord is telling them to do. I just thank yeah. you. I just give you praise in Jesus' name. Um, amen and amen. Yeah, amen. Thank you. I appreciate that. Amen, amen. Praise God. Well, this has just meant so much to me. And uh, I love the I love your hunger for God and your amen. just uh amen. you know perseverance through all things amen. to uh continue to minister and I love that you've written these books and write more books. You know, the written word is very powerful, isn't it? It is. It is. I'm telling you. Yeah, because it's coming from a powerful God. That's right. See, it's yeah. not just a collection of uh, literature and poetry and all. This is God talking. Amen. And, uh, and when you hear him talking uh, through his word, it's like his love letters. There's a song called Love Letters Straight From Your Heart. Keeps us so near while we're apart. I'm not alone in the night. When I know I have you by my side. So it's just oh, so beautiful to know that these love letters uh, are really the letters. And then First Peter 1.8 says, even though we haven't seen him, we still love him. Yeah. You know, I love that. So, and that's where faith comes in. But one day we will see him. But I want to hear him yeah. say, well done, good and faithful servant. And see yeah. my husband and a whole bunch of other people up there. That's, right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you, Mama T. You. God bless you and your ministry. Thank and we you. just are excited about things to come now. Thank you. Thank you. God bless and you. After anybody you know that needs to hear this message, here I am while I'm still here. Yes, definitely. <laughs> God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Bless you too. Wasn't that interesting and amazing and remarkable and all those adjectives? I think that it's so important to uh, glean truths from someone who served the Lord for years and made it a priority in their life. And, you know, the heart of God is he is love and his heart is compassion and mercy toward people. And uh, I was reading this morning in my own devotional time, First John, and and the uh you know the the love of god so important to um to share and and to be and um so i encourage you be loved by god let god love you let god's light shine upon you today be blessed today be encouraged today god can do unbelievable things he can do miracles in your life trust him for it and um, don't be discouraged. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Until next time. Well, let me say this first. If you if this podcast has helped you, let other people know about it. Call them and tell them about it so that it can cur- encourage them as well. And get these books today because uh, this, these were written from uh, Mama T's heart and uh, and life and experience and from the power of the Holy Spirit and the word of God. So these things will help instruct you and uh, bring you to a place of maturity in Christ Jesus. So make sure that you do that and go to her website and be blessed today. Until next time, God bless you and uh, keep up the, the good work for the Lord. Amen. Well, thank you for tuning in today to uh, this podcast. We have another one coming up. In fact, it's every other week, the first and third Friday 
Hopefully this has spoken to you. If you would like to, we have a magazine. It's called Grace and Faith Journal, and it comes out once a quarter. And we'd love to send that to you. It has interesting articles. And then it tells what we're doing at Horton Ministries International to help people and to minister people around the world. If you want to email us at office at scarlethorton.com, then you can uh, give us your address. We can send you our Grace and Faith magazine. And if you're in Tampa, Florida, come see us at Grace Harvest Church. We pastor a local church here. Uh, But we mainly want to pray for you uh, and encourage you. So uh, again, if you need prayer, email us for prayer. We'd love to do that. And uh, tune in next time. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.